Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The trade deadline is here. We had a couple big moves. Did your team survive? Wow. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball feisty episode feisty episode did your team survive are they selling are you buying how about Wrigley let's have a summer and coming live from Michael Rubin's mansion yeah Trevor Plouffe how are you Michael Rubin and I are friends. It's true. There's no doubt about that. Yes, we've met each other, ex- exchanged pleasantries. I'm not at his mansion, though. Oh, my bad. No, no. Yeah. Uh, things are great here. I'm excited to talk some ball. Like, it's coming down to it. Mm. The headline says it right here. Trade deadline is tomorrow. Things are getting nuts. All the teams that are buying players are losing. That's hilarious to me. Like, yeah. all the teams that are going all in are losing games right before the trade deadline. Do you think they want to say, hey, can we just do that again? Let's not do that trade. We want to sell now. Crazy, There's some funny dude. stuff going on. But I I love it, man. This is this is one of the funner parts of the season. I think it goes opening day. It probably it's like a cron pot. Opening day is wow. great. And then it's the trade deadline, which is, you know, second best. And then the best is September, October, all that stuff. Trev, I mean it's it's so funny. Hunter Renfro doesn't run into one last night, and I think we're destroying the Angels, like, all episode. But he does, <laughs> and you get to play another day. It's a sick sport. We did we did one of our most emotional episodes of Talking Yanks last night, and just hearing myself say that, I wanted to punch myself. Um, but, no, if they, if they won last night, we would have been like, Yanks are back. Judge is back. Like, let's go. Instead, they lost, and it's like, this organization is a joke. How do they not have lefties? And uh, it's that time of year, Big Daddy. So make sure you get your tickets from SeatGeek. Go see your team. Today could be the last day to see your favorite player. If you're a Rockies fan and you love CJ Crone and Randall Grichuk, it's their last time playing in that Rocky purple and black, man. God, that's... I'm getting chewed up Wait, just what? thinking about it. What? What do you mean? Why would they still be playing in that? What are you talking about? It's their last time playing in it. They're done. When? They're out. Yesterday. Yeah, they're, you can't see them anymore in purple. You can't. So go to SeatGeek, code talking. <laughs> $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. $20 off your first purchase. Download the app. Use code talking. $20 off. Go to a game. Go see your Randall Gritchick or CJ Crone for the last time or the first time out in Anislein. Uh Trev, like we talked about beforehand, uh, I think we're finding something that coming up on the deadline, these episodes are different because there's just different stuff to cover in baseball. So we're diving into the trades. We are a cron pod. The first one on the list, your guy, Lance Lynn, and my guy, Joe Kelly, get traded to the Dodgers. How about that? Um, Trace Thompson goes back to the White Sox, which is tough, and then a, 
a couple prospects. I think uh, Nastrini, if I'm saying that right, I think he's kind of the the prospect in the deal. But I thought this was funny, Trev, because this was another starting pitcher, reliever, rental tag team package, and that's what we saw with uh, Giolito and Lopez. Yeah, and again, to a team that loses the series. But, you know, <laughs> I think what the Dodgers have to do is – not this is not it for them. They need more pitching. Like a lot of the the starters have been off, um, and the bullpen just hasn't been good. So I think there I think there's more in the Dodgers. We'll, and we'll see either today or tomorrow. But you know, getting Lance Lynn is ni- a nice depth piece for a, a a rotation that's you know been riddled with injuries, some underperformances from the young guys, some bright spots, but a lot of inconsistency, if you will. And then the bullpen has been something to, you know, that they needed to shore up the whole time. You know, Kelly comes in. He actually, he gets uh, our buddy Benson uh, to strike out looking on a nasty pitch. So he's a guy you can kind of like say, great. He's going to help the pen. You know that he can go on runs back there and and really shorten up games for you. He has the stuff. But I expect the Dodgers, like this is a a first step for me. Like this can't be the last step for them. Mm. You know, Lance Lynn is just, He's been as inconsistent as they come this year. So I, I see him more as an innings eater type guy, a back of the rotation depth piece type guy, where I think they're going to need to go out and maybe swap one of these young guys who's been kind of inconsistent for like a more proven veteran pitcher a la like a Verlander. Like mm. I think they, they got to do something. Yeah, I think I think this was – we were wondering what the Dodgers were going to be up to. They add Lance Lynn, and hey, there, there's some stuff you like. His K rate is higher than it's ever been, and and this is a guy that's had a – I mean, this guy's had an incredible major league career. This guy's thrown yes. almost 2,000 innings um, to the tune of a 3-7-1. Like, Lance Lynn is no joke. Like, I, I know his Cy Young years almost snuck up on us as baseball fans because we didn't necessarily have him labeled as that guy. He finished top six three straight years, uh, fifth, sixth, and third. That – the rumors we heard, remember there was a Rays rumor. We like half talked about it, that the Rays were in on Lance mm-hmm. Lynn. If the teams that are in on you are the Rays and the Dodgers, there's something in the tank. Um, I, I think you're right. I don't know what it means playoff-wise for the Dodgers, and that's where their mind has to be. Because Lance Lynn has also been one of the worst pitchers in baseball this year. He's given up the most hits. He's given up the most earned runs. He's given up the most home runs. So, like... I don't know what they can tap into. I'm not going to bet against the Dodgers. But at the same time, like Lance Lynn could come over and not be a significant piece. That I, it, It's kind of what you alluded to. Like, what, what is next? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's as simple as getting guys healthy. I, I mean, I think a lot of teams think that way. Like, hey, let's just get our guys healthy. We like them. And sure, like right now, it, who's it? Kershaw, obviously Dustin May, Bueller's. I see him throwing on his Instagram all the time. Uh, There's a lot of guys there that, you know, that are on the injured list. And then you have Bobby Miller, who he gave up three Mm -hmm. runs in the first inning, but then settled down in this start this weekend. Like, I think that he could be a guy down the stretch for them for sure. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's more than ever. It seems like they, they really need to make a move. Usually we're sitting here being like, Oh, the Dodgers could do this, you know, that maybe this, in years past, the Lynn and Kelly thing would be enough for them, but I just think that this year more than ever, they're they've been tested in their pitching depth, and 
in my opinion, it would behoove them to really go out, go after someone like a Verlander. I mean, who else is out there? We're talking Lorenzen. We're talking Erod. Um, the Padres, they're not selling. They just swept the Rangers. Like I don't, so, so Snell is not going anywhere. It doesn't look like Marcus Stroman is going anywhere. Uh, I mean, so there's, here's, I mean, there's Flaherty out there. They missed on Giolito. It's, they got to do something, man. The, the Dodgers don't sit pat like this, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give myself a mini pat on the back because jokingly about Joe Kelly all year, I have said he's gonna find himself pitching in a big inning of a playoff game because that just seemingly happens to Joe Kelly. And man, there's almost, you know, we, we get player fatigue sometimes. Like, if your team called up Joe Kelly yesterday and you saw his stuff you'd be like whoa this guy's a sicko (laughs) like the the stuff that joe kelly has is gross um it's just usually a factor of if he can locate it or not and (laughs) it seems like every october he finds a way to locate it like the stuff ends up playing that um i i like I don't want to say I like the ad of him more than Lance Lynn, but I don't know, man. I've I've just seen Joe Kelly in the sixth inning of a playoff game, and, like, you know he's going to throw gross stuff. And, and like we talked about with bullpens, you can't – every team is trying to add a Joe Kelly right now. Literally every team, and we'll get there with Jordan Hicks, but um, I don't know. You think JV's happening, huh? I mean, here's what the Dodgers can do. Like I said before, they can say, let's wait and let's make sure everyone's healthy. Then you have a, you have Gonsolin, you have Urias, you have Bobby Miller, and you have Clayton Kershaw, which, you know, look, that's for most teams, I would say they'd be happy to go in with that, more than happy to go in with that. You know, as I'm saying it out loud, it sounds to me like, dang, they could just do that. But knowing the way that they operate, I feel like there's still something, whether that's another debt piece, like a Flaherty. I hate calling him a debt piece. I don't, wow. I don't mean that in a negative way. I don't, I don't, but I don't think he's a front of the line type starter right now. I think that's okay to say, but no, I, but I guess if my if, guy, if they traded for Flaherty tomorrow in their deadline, you know, a, the reunion Dodgers are funny. They brought back Kike. They're bringing Joe Kelly back. Um, that's a funny storyline. But if they add Lance Lynn and Jack Flaherty, I, you know, that's a solid deadline, man. I mean, those yeah, are, those are yeah. two MLB starters, and I, I would bet one of them clicks. I think that's kind of what I'm leaning towards is like the depth has been tested enough this year where I feel like they need to bring in some reinforcements for it. But again, like is Walker Bueller coming back? Like, is he going to be here at the end of September? And then all of a sudden, you know, he's not going to throw, uh, you know, seven, eight innings when he comes back. But, like, is is Walker Buehler coming back into some sort of, like, piggyback role, opener role, like, fucking reliever type role? Like, what? I love the deadline, bro. Yeesh. There's so many questions. Yeesh. Um, and, Trev, the crazy part is so many of them aren't answered yet. Like I, I'm obviously talking from a place of bias, but dude, if if my Yanks stand pat, make a trade to buy or make a trade to sell, I mean the the amount of fire that builds either way is crazy. So 
Um, very interested to see the Walker Bueller part of it. Our Moxie King, our Yeesh guy. Um, and yeah, I would the Do- I think you're right. I don't think the Dodgers are done. Like if you're doing this, you might as well do a little more. And the question is, are they gonna figure it out for a Justin Verlander who remember the old Los Angeles rumors with him? Like that's that's very much in play. Or what could it be like a Jack Flaherty and you're more so you know, you you view him and Lance Lynn as lottery tickets and one of them clicks with, with the Dodgers coaching staff. I don't know. I don't know. Um I just I just Googled Walker Bueller and again I've been watching his Instagram. He's throwing off a mound doing all these things. Uh he's he still says September first is his date. <laughs> Some people are saying that's aggressive. Right. Walker Bueller doesn't care what people say. No. So, dude, if this guy comes, I don't know, man. It changes everything if he's in the equation, too. Speaking of, Max Scherzer gets traded to the Texas Rangers. The Max Scherzer trade is brought to you by FitBod. Uh, me and Trev have a big event coming up. First week of December. No joke, got to tighten it up. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, do. have poppy, to. Poppy. We got to get a fucking Like, vamo, three months to go, and FitBod is going to help me yeah. get to where I want to be. It gives you a personalized... Help us. Help us. You're in, then. We'll I'm go- in. I mean, did I start this company? Because that's... Should we get some matching Fitbill. bathing suits? I am suits? FitBod. Should we get some matching bathing suits or something? Uh... Personalized workout plans for you in your fitness levels and goals. Workouts that improve as you do. FitBot's powerful technology understands your strength and training ability, studies your past workouts, and adapts whoa, your available gym equipment and keeps your gym sessions fresh and fun by mixing up your workouts. A lot of people that comment on my bodies, my body, in the comments. Yes. The problem is I don't mix it up enough. I've been doing the same workout for 10 years. Like I oh, work. Okay, you need to mix it up. I need to mix it up, and that's why I'm getting my FitBod on, and I'm crushing my end of summer goals. And my goodness, FitBod.me/talking. F-I-T-B-O-D.me/talking. Twenty percent off your subscription, or try the app for free at FitBod.me/talking. Check out the link. Give it a shot. Go get yourself. A Max Scherzer. Trev, your Rangers. We've the talking baseball fans have seen you go through the ringer with this team, and it's <laughs> the best time ever to be a Rangers fan. Well, I mean, yes, because they're doing this is a Texas Hold'em. You ever heard of it? <laughs> sure it's have. A poker game. Do you know what this means? All in. I mean, dude, they're doing everything they have to do Doyle to win Brunson. this year. The 10-2. R.I.P. Doyle Brunson, yeah. right? Um, They're doing everything they need to do. Look, I mean, I think Rangers fans were stoked at the beginning of the year. They were stoked last year. I mean, they've been forming this roster now for a couple of years. And Nathan Eovaldi, right. big part of it, he's hurt now. Yeah. Obviously, Jacob DeGrom, hurt. So that's it's sad with those two guys, but you have a front office saying, not saying like, dang, like we tried what we just got to go with what we got. No, these guys are like, no, we're going to go get Max Scherzer who has been, uh, you know, up and down this year, but you try, 
you feel like you trust him. Like yeah. this guy obviously has a track record, first ballot hall of famer. Um, and then not only that, but then you bring in freaking Jordan Montgomery, Stratton. Like they wow. are, you bring in two front of the line starters because you lost two front of the line starters. This is how you want your front offices to operate. And they, like I said, they're just pushing all their chips into the middle of the table saying, let's do this. Like we have the team to go do this. We've already made adjustments to the bullpen before this. Like they're, they understand. I think that I think having Chris Young there mm. makes them understand the really the importance of having pitching depth during the stretch run, because you know it's it's a long season and some guys are gonna. I think the importance of having depth, like real like quality depth, I guess is what we should call right. it during this time. Is you know some guys are gonna be tired at the end of the year. And then you know some guys are going to get hot at the end of the year, and you just want to have enough to choose from where you can find that right mixture. And it might freaking change from the beginning of September to the end of September, or maybe even one playoff series to the next. But as long as you have enough guys that are quality that can, that can get into the zone during the playoffs and during the stretch run, and then you can pick and choose from them, I think that is it's, it's so key to have that. And Chris Young, obviously being a former pitcher, uh, I think he, I think he understands that. Like the offense is going to be what the offense is going to be. Clearly, sometimes you can ride a guy offensively, but it's more of a cohesive unit. But you know, when you get into the stretcher and in the playoffs for pitchers, dude, when it comes down to it in the playoffs, you might run two or three bullpen guys, and those are your guys. That's it. Like we're not the rest of you guys love you. If we're losing the game, you're going to come in. But if we have the lead at all or a tie game, these are our guys. I think he I think he, he gets that. So they're stocking up quality, quality debt pieces to the bullpen. And then obviously fortifying the rotation where they've had a bunch of injuries. I, I mean they're just they're doing what they gotta do, Poppy. Starting pitchers employed by the Texas Rangers. Max Scherzer, Martin Perez, John Gray, Andrew Heaney, Jordan Montgomery, right handed Dane Dunning. Um yes. Jacob DeGrom, Nathan Evaldi, Jake Odorizzi. I, you yes. know, ar- arthroscopic shoulder surgery this year, but I think it's important to note. Those are nine guys that have had, like, at least a good MLB season at some point or have been major league starting pitchers for over, outside of Dunning, out, you know, over, like, five years. Like, th- that's nine guys in their rotation, and I don't know. I Maybe that should be eye-opening for whatever favorite team you enjoy, if you're thinking about your team's depth, um, them adding, I mean, those two guys. And I, I think the timeline is important here, too. Like, for, for all the baseball sickos that live it live, whether it's on Twitter or wherever, wherever you get your info and your updates, um, we get the Heyman, your boy, uh, we get the Heyman update that it's like, Max Scherzer trade is done. Was it Heyman? Uh, he was on. He was on a lot of this. Okay, it was. It was Scherzer. Don't know exactly. Which Scherzer story you're trade about to tell. was done, but he hadn't signed off on it yet. So we sat in like two hours of limbo, and then there was a little bit of like Scherzer might say no, like blah blah blah. Scherzer goes through. I, I'd say hour and a half after that, you find out about Jordan Montgomery. Um, a Uncle Stevie. We need to talk about him. Um, because some of the parallels here, Trevor, uh, something I talked about on Wake and Jake, the Mets, if Steve Cohen is your owner, 
your advantage is the money. And that doesn't necessarily have to be just paying free agents. It could be trading away Max Scherzer. And I think he's going to end up eating like 36 mil or something. Or what What did the number land at? It's something. It's a lot of money. I think they sent 22 and a half million over. It. It's pretty wild, and out of that, they get a better prospect. So they get Ronald Acuna Jr.'s uh, baby bro, Luis Angel. Am I am I saying that right? I haven't checked out a broadcast of his games. But, um, but you know, he's Ronald Acuna's baby bro. He's got like 40 swipes in the minor leagues this year. He's an infielder that they basically paid the Texas Rangers a chunk of Max Scherzer to get a legitimate prospect. And, hey, maybe for the Mets in a couple years, it's genius. I love if your owner doesn't mind spending money that way, awesome. Um, But at the same time, man, if you're the Texas Rangers, uh, the, the final parallel that Mets fans turn off your ears right now, the Mets had an amazing season last year, right? Um, You know, they went, they won the NL East all year except the last week of the season. If you remember, they kind of didn't push their chips in last year, Trev. They didn't Doyle Brunson. They added Vogel back. They added Darren Ruff. Like, they tried to increase around the edges, but they didn't do the all-in move. And I think it's kind of... I For some of the Mets fans I follow on Twitter, it was kind of ironic that they were like, hey, love what Texas is doing. Wish we did this last year. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, I'm not, I don't want to blow this guy's spot up, but I'm okay. vacationing somewhere in, uh, I don't know, I'm in Montauk, okay? And this is a true story, okay? I'm not making this shit up. Okay. I'm standing in line waiting to, like, check in for breakfast. And this older gentleman, you know, 50s? Okay. He starts going like this to me, like, looks at me, smiles, and gives me like this. Like the word not worthy thing. <laughs> I'm like, bro, like let's just rein it in a little bit. But yeah. h- how are you? You know, we yeah. start talking a little bit of ball. Did Liv see? Yeah, I mean, let's yeah. go. Yeah, it's good for me. Nice points for me. Um, start talking ball. He's a Mets fan. Sure. So we start talking about, or no, he's excuse me, he's a Yankees fan. He's a yeah. Yankees fan. So we start talking about your guys' team, and then. Um, we start talking about uh, the game that I went to. So, yeah, it was Mets versus Yankees. Apparently, one of his clients is Steve Cohen. Hmm. Don't, again, don't want to blow this guy's spot up. But what he says to me about Steve is we start talking about the trades. I'm like, yeah, it's interesting, man. Like, looks like the Mets are selling. And, um, you know, it's, it's Steve Cohen promises a World Series in three to five years. Yeah. And, and it seems like kind of weird to me. Like I didn't think they were going to blow it up like this. I thought that they would try to do something different. He goes, it doesn't surprise me. He goes, this is the way that Steve does business. Like if he thinks something is not working, he's not afraid to just like change it, change course and, and do something different. So to me, if you look at the situation, you know, they bring in this pitching staff of Verlander and Scherzer and Senga and Senga has been great and he's under contract. But if you look at Scherzer and Verlander, they're getting up there in age, obviously. Not saying they can't be productive, but it looks to me like, especially if they end up dealing Verlander, which I really feel like is going to happen. I think what he's saying is, you know what? We made a mistake. Like, this didn't work out for us. So let's go back to the drawing board. And you mentioned it already. Uh, what is What do the Mets have? Well, I mean, every team has owners that can spend money. Right. Dirty little secret. Right. But... 
uh, Steve Cohen's like, he's actually doing it. And what you can look for as a Mets fan is sure you're, you're punting on this season. You are. There's no way around it. Team didn't perform well. Ask Mark Canna about that. The next year's free agent class of pitching is features some pretty good guys. A lot of these guys that are getting traded around the league right now are free agents next year. And a guy like Julio Urias. So, you know, I think mm. there maybe is a wish and a thought by Steve in the front office. Say, hey, let's go get younger. Let's just go sign these guys, get younger guys and, and do that. So that could be where the head's at. The next, the next moves for the Mets are very interesting. A, at the rest of this deadline, and I think, you know, if you're a Mets fan and they, you know, the day they traded Scherzer, they got blown out by the Nats, like, in the first inning, and it was, you know, vibe, vibes are obviously not high. Um, I'm interested to see how hard they sell because, you know, if they're going to go for it next year, Justin Verlander has been really good of late. Um, and that's a guy you might want on your team next year. So if they don't get the right trade, they might just hold on to him. Because I, I think what you're saying, Trev, and I, I believe in it too, like next free agency, we're going to be talking about the Mets a whole lot. Like I, uh, they're going to be in the mix. Uh, and I hope like Uncle Stevie kind of becomes a legend because basically I think we're assuming like he admitted defeat which some of us aren't great at. I've, I've talked about a couple times. Like, if, I, if you're in a front office, you only get so many chances at this to be like, we screwed up, it didn't happen. A, you got to be bad. B, you have to admit it. And, and they admitted it. So I'm interested to see what the next steps are. Are they going to win free agency again? Because if you win free agency again and then you lose on the field, I mean, heads will <laughs> roll. <laughs> like, you have to. Well, I think it... Yeah, I mean... You're a new owner coming into a, a, a business. I think there are layers to a major league organization. If you if you go out and spend in free agency the way they've spent, and you don't have like a, a good enough supporting cast or like depth in your minor leagues, like then you start to think, well, shit, we need to start talking about the development of our players, and that's a whole different thing to tackle getting minor league coaches a minor league system that you think works a scouting department that you like uh, i still believe like they they don't have a gm or they don't have a baseball ops mm. guy there right something like that that's a whole nother thing to tackle like i i don't i don't know how far along we are in that in the steve cohen era like how deep he's gone into the organization and obviously i'm sure he's done some due diligence on it but to to restructure that is a complete undertaking and Something that, you know, I'm sure they'll work on eventually. I'm just, gosh, I can't imagine them focusing on that as well as what they're doing at the big league roster. It's crazy. And we need to go back to Texas. Uh, we'll, we'll see what else the Mets Ooh. do as they unfold this whole thing. Jordan Montgomery is not a bonus piece. I, Trev, you, no, can, no. you can call me out if there's any bias here because uh, Monty has his heartstrings on a lot of Yankee fans. He's innocent kid that, Came up 27, 2017, the fun Yankee year, the upstart Yankees, the who are these guys. One of um, the first, like, real surprises of that Yeah, season. like, wasn't it wasn't a big prospect, like, on everyone. The wowed everyone in tongue. spring. And 29 starts as a rookie, 388 for the New York Yankees. That's how you get heartstrings. Um, and he's been really good. He's a career 377 ERA. Over the past three years, he has been better than Jack, our guy, Jack Flaherty. Um, and I think it's funny because even... Smoltzy on the uh, the Saturday broadcast, 
he was he was hyping our guy Jack up. I was like, let's go, John Smoltz. But at the same time, I was like, hey, like, <laughs> I know Gumby, uh, Jordan Montgomery doesn't wear the flashy pregame outfits, and maybe he's not as sexy as Jack Flaherty, but this is a guy, man. And he might get, like, if, if Jordan Montgomery goes over to Texas and has a good, you know, nine starts with the team, you're looking at, I don't know, close to a $100 million pitcher. This guy's a big lefty who's only, who's only been successful at the major league level. Yeah, he's 30 years old. If you go out and, like you said, continue to have a good year like he's had, your career ERA is going to be somewhere in like the three sixes, three fives. Yeah, you're going to demand a big contract. That's a, that's a $20 million a year pitcher, um, probably starting point. And then you just how many years you rack up from there. So, yes. Now he can't have I agree. a qualifying and offer attached to him. Good for you, Monty. Yeah. He cannot. Yeah, you're traded, you traded. You're traded during the year. You're ineligible. So, there he is. There he is. That's right. That's right. Um, Yeah, no, look. This is, again, Texas is doing all the right things at their big league level right now to put themselves in a position to win the division, have a deep playoff run. The problem is also that the Astros are just coming. Like, yeah, the Astros get Verlander. Like, there's some talks Oof. about them being, you know, in on that. Like, they just we talk about all the time them being relentless because they are. Because they are. You just sent me Alex Bregman's yeah. Instagram post about his son having a Western themed birthday, and I, I love it. I did send you that. He's a good dad. I like good dads. You know, I like that. Text Bregman. I'm going to. I will just from hey. Yeah. Like you had a great time at your son's birthday party. What's up, bro? Tell him where you are. Like, you know, kind of like half twist it. Be like, hey, you know, glad you're sweating out in Houston. I just celebrated my son's birthday. <laughs> Do your sons have the same birthday? Well, when was that post? My son's birthday is July 29th. Just gonna, had it. We're going to have to Teddy. double check that. Happy birthday, Dad. Ted. Nine? Eight years old. Woo! High he finish. Thinks, he is something else. He thinks he's so freaking smart, man. He is a smart kid. He thinks he's smarter than me already, which maybe maybe <laughs> smarter than you, not me yet. Yeah. I was gonna where does he get that confidence from? Um <laughs> it it deserves to be said. We're a baseball show. Uh Chris Stratton was also in the Jordan Montgomery deal, and I mean kind of a case of Every team would love to add a Chris Stratton this time of year. Like he, you know, the the numbers don't blow you away, but this is a guy that's pitched in 280 major league baseball games. Like you need innings to get through the season. Um, and Chris Stratton comes over with Monty, another starting pitcher and reliever, <laughs> getting packaged together. Uh, three of those? Am I missing one at this point? But that's um, that's good. I don't. Not to be rude to the Cardinals fans, but I I get pretty nerdy about baseball. Reliever John King was in my book. Thomas Segesi and Takoa Roby, I don't have full scouting reports on. Um, That's okay. I hope they're okay. I hope they're studs. I hope we I hope we look back in a couple years and we talk about how nasty those guys are. Um speaking of nasty, Trev. Well, let's um I know I'm, I'm going to break up the sheet a little bit. 
but it's because we're talking Cardinals. Let's do Jordan okay. Hicks now. Um, Jordan Hicks uh, took him in the trade draft. Who did you get points for? Did you have Scherzer? Was that Rosie? I had no. I had uh, Giolito. Giolito. That's right. Wrong yeah. LA. Um, but... I I got on the board. Jordan Hicks gets traded. Makes a ton of sense. Everything I just said about Chris Stratton, except with the potential to be special. Like, Jordan Hicks, I think sometimes, I, I kind of said this with Joe Kelly, like, we we almost get bored with guys and the way Velo's out there. Like, Jordan Hicks can throw as hard as anyone who's ever played this baseball game. <laughs> um, and he was he's coming up. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, the Blue Jays are the ones that acquire him. Uh, they give up their number seven prospect, Sem Robersy, maybe. Um, and Hicks has been good recently. He's I going back to the front office thing I keep saying, like if you're in a front office and you believe in your organization and you're buying, this is the guy you want to buy. This could be your eighth inning. This could be your sneaky ninth inning guy, especially Jordan Romano just goes on the I.L., uh, Blue Jays acquire a guy with the most arm talent in Major League Baseball. Yeah, and if you're a hitter, and you know he, like you mentioned, he had a tough start to the year, but the last couple of months he's been really, really good. So you kind of bank on that. You, that's I always say this about the reliever position. It's so fluid, dude. Like you can have a guy be horrible for two months. Yes, and you want him just you just nobody wants him on the mound. And then you get put him in a few low leverage situations. He figures some things out. And then all of a sudden he's thrust back into a high leverage role and no one can hit him. It's just the way of the world with relievers. So that's kind of what has happened this year with Hicks. You know, he has a decent track record. And obviously, like you said, the talent is there. And as a hitter, when you're going up to face a guy and say it's, you know, crucial spot in the game, high leverage spot, you got some runners on. He's not exactly the guy you want to see on the mount. Like, no. Other guys you can you can game plan for and you can say, all right, well, you know, he's gonna do this to me, he's gonna do that to me. Jordan Hicks, you, you know what you're gonna get, and it's just difficult. Like he's effectively wild, I would say that, and not a fun at bat. So you're you're not gonna go up there with a ton of confidence. You might be able to sneak in some, you know, create some out of nowhere because that's who you are as a big league hitter, but it's not a fun at bat. And if he gets going, like you're saying, then yes, he's uh He's a high leverage guy at worst, you know, and at best, yeah, he can end up closing games out for you. Yeah, man. I mean, some of, you know, he, when he originally came up, it was kind of funny that he wasn't, he wasn't like, he didn't have as many strikeouts as you'd think. Like he was still striking dudes out, but it wasn't like, wow, this guy throws harder than everyone. He's got crazy strikeout numbers. This year he does, and the FIP, if you're into that thing, likes him a lot. Uh, because he has been striking out more hitters. And, you know, the thing that we've been circling up on that, honestly, Cardinals fans, we'd ask you more than we know, you know, the Cardinals defense has rated out poorly this year. So, like, has... Been brutal. Ha, it, you know, and I, I wonder how much has that affected Jordan Hicks. Maybe it hasn't been a lot. Maybe it has. Um, but you're so right with relievers that... I think that's something that the nerds have right. Like, sample size there matters or doesn't matter. I guess I don't know how I'm phrasing it. Like Jordan Hicks could go <laughs> over Jordan Hicks could go to Toronto and have a 70 RA and get lit up and it could kind of just be shrug. He could go over and have a 20 appearance like scoreless streak. Like the life of a reliever is A a ridiculous gig and B um 
I don't know. This guy's got all the arm talent in the world that if he does, if he gets hot, we're talking about upcoming free agency, someone will roll out the bag for this guy and put him as their ninth or eighth inning guy for the next four years. It's so funny because, you know, forever, relievers were just not really taken seriously and you just, it, you had your closer and that was about it. And then there was a time where it's like relievers maybe got overvalued or at least probably maybe valued correctly. Yeah, That was around like 2000, like, I don't know, like 16, 17, when all these relievers were getting these deals all of a sudden. And it wasn't just the back end guys. It was like, Hey bro, if you, if you had strikeout numbers uh, uh, and you missed bats, like you were going to get paid. I love my guy, Anthony Swords that got his deal in that Swizzle. time. Swizzle sticks. Love him. <laughs> uh, Lottie Dottie all day. Um, you know, I think when it comes to trade deadline, we've seen that the relievers are um, more valuable than like even starters. Like they, they, they get a better return than starters just because of how important they are, man. And it's just really, it's why the guys that are consistent, that can consistently get the job done. Uh, Edwin Diaz comes to mind right away. You know, guys like that who can, they demand big contracts now because people are starting to understand just how volatile the position is. And if you can be good at that position and be consistent, you're worth so much money. Shortening games ended. Like if you have a lead and you got a couple guys in the back that you trust that are going to go out there and mow guys down. How good is that? How great of a feeling is that? Like as a fan, as a teammate, you got a guy that you're just like, ah, sick dude. Like game's over. Like it's it's it means something. Man. Yeah, and I I would love to know I would love to know the honest equation in a front office because let I I want to go back to Jordan Montgomery who I just oozed about and I I believe in that guy and I like him. If Jordan Montgomery goes over to Texas and let's say he has a tough ten starts, he he has like a five four ERA, like he you know gets knocked around a little bit, you know he might not end up starting a playoff game. Jordan Hicks. Like, unless things go horribly wrong, which I, I don't think they even can with his arm talent, like, that guy is going to be in your playoff games. Like, that guy is, whether it's, the, whether it's the fifth inning or the ninth inning, that guy is so talented that he's going to get thrust into the goal, right? Like, we, we've, baseball 162, it, sometimes it feels like we get so far away from the goal, but if you get an impact reliever, like... You know, it's the same thing with starting pitcher. We don't know what Lance Lynn is going to be. Now, if you trade for a Snell or someone who's lights out, yes, but you have to pay-pay for that. That getting an impact reliever could be a lot more impactful than that guy that you're just getting to eat innings. I agree. You know, um, thinking about the Rangers and them going all in, do you know what it costs them to go all in? What's that, Trev? They're 14th, they're 11th, and they're third prospect. People, this is what I'm talking about. Okay. Let's, can I, like, how are you not, like, seeing this and being like, can't my team go all in? Can't we do that? Like, do you even know your 14th best prospect in the Yankees organization? Probably not. You know, and you shouldn't. Like, that's, that's okay if you don't. I'm just <laughs> right. saying, like, it's... to go all in, to get Max Scherzer, and obviously you have to pay some salary, and you can do that. Max Scherzer, Jordan Montgomery, two guys who you could say those are top of the rotation guys. And then a reliever as well. 
it was three prospects, your third, your 11th, and your 14th. Bro! Oh, man. I'd be, maybe I'd be a horrible GM. I might just be like the worst GM or the best. I don't think there's anyone in between. I would give up like there'd be maybe a few guys who were untouchable in my minor league system. But even then, if I needed someone at the big league level, I will go get it. Trev, I don't want to defend you being an awful general manager, <laughs> but I will <laughs> I will say uh, there is a football team that one of your friends is the quarterback for. That for uh, years in the National Football League, they said, you can't trade away all your first-round picks. That's that's how you build a football team. Guess what they did? They traded away their first-round picks for NFL players. They won a Super Bowl. Um, so, like, I don't know. What happened. Uh, there's a chance you'd be a dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a chance, you know, if you, me, and BBD became the front <laughs> office – that we'd have an electric season. We'd probably have two dog shit seasons after that. <laughs> but um, no, man, you're you're right. Like the the quote unquote prospect capital going out for what came in, um, it's a little shocking. I I think. It, you know what else I would do? Okay. This is let's just let's just talk about there our we uh, what we would do as a front office. I would hype my prospects up so much. Mm-hmm. All my stat casts. Uh, my track men's at my minor league parks. I'm just gonna turn the dial up just yeah. a little bit, just a little bit. Oh man, this guy. Yeah, I don't know. 106. I'm not really sure. <laughs> He's electric. Do you? It's how much you want him, man? He's a we found him throwing coconuts in the dr, and now he pumps 108. Uh, and that's another thing. Okay. By the way, quickly before we move on, if you think I that's would, a weird reference? Bartolo Colon used to throw coconuts. That's how he built up his yeah, arm strength. It's not, it's not a weird yeah. thing to say. Um, I would get as much international signing money as possible. Yes, dude. Like I would trade for that. Can I have your? I would like your international signing money, please. And I would just run it. Cubans, <laughs> veteran free agents, couple young fast guys. This That's it. That's easy. how I run my team. It's easy. This shit is easy for me. I would uh, set up a base in Cuba and just be like, listen, come play for Papa Poof. God. Picture in that place. Nice baseball Jeez. field. Some mojitos flying around. Yeah. Sign three kids a year and see what happens. Every day you call up one kid and you have three mojitos with them, find out who they really are. Um, okay. Enough daydreaming okay. out of me. Uh what other trades do we have? I, I mean, I think the final one, <laughs> we mentioned it, it's our guy guy. Uh, Taylor Hearn gets flipped again <laughs> for Nicky Lopez. Does he get a ring if the Braves win the, the World Series? Yikes, man. I... <laughs> hey, he, like, did he, he report to Atlanta? Did he like, get game. in a game? Gotten one. Oh, then he then gets, he gets a ring. Yeah. He gets yeah. a ring. He helped the cause. By the way, Texas and Atlanta... Taylor Hearns, Taylor Hearns got, got like a thirty-three percent wow. chance to get a ring. Didn't um, think about that. Well, thirty-four um, percent if the Royals turn it around. Get okay. hot. Do you want to talk about it? I don't know. Um, it is a funny line on his baseball reference. That's tough. He's a left-handed bat. He offers speed, uh, the ability to get on base. 
So, you know, a good bench piece depth for them. Talking about Nikki Lopez going to the Braves. The Royals, on the other hand, I think this is great for Taylor Hearn because sometimes when you're on a team like the Royals, uh, you're given a little bit more chances at the big league level to, you know, sink your claws in and really, really get established. I've said many times, I don't know if I would have gotten as much run with a winning team as I did with the Twins. And I was able to finally sink my claws into a starting job and a career because of it. So when you're in the big leagues, it's always a good opportunity, but sometimes those, uh, the lesser teams will let you fail a little bit more. Yeah. I'm interested. uh, Nikki Lopez. I'll be honest, Royals fans. And let me know in the comments. Seems like the perfect role guy. Um, you know, he, he stole 22 bases in 2021 with one caught stealing. Um, he has a 604 OPS this year, but a 1.1 war. So it feels like this guy can play a little defense and this guy can run a you little bit. It. That like, yeah, man, that's that's who you add come the deadline. Adani Echeverria comes to mind. Where the heck is he going to play, though? I mean, they don't need... They don't need anything. Anyone, They don't anywhere. need anything. But great to have just in case, I guess, you pinch run at the end of a game for who? Who knows? Like, is our is does Arcia have speed at this point? I don't even know. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it almost feels like, you know, I've watched enough baseball to know Nicky Lopez is the guy that catches the, the final out of the World Series. And that oh becomes that becomes the trivia question. You remember they, those they, 23 They ran breaks? for Austin Riley at the end of the yeah, game. He probably scores the winning run and then ground ball to him. He opens throws. up a bar and fucking Buckhead were there calling the games. <laughs> um, whoa! Wow. Trev, I, I guess to close this part of the episode off, uh, or no, excuse me. I I skipped an, I skipped a big one. Gritchick and Crone. Oh, you yeah, you did. You skipped that one. That's why that's we cron pod, dude. That's why we cron that's why we con pod, brah. Um CJ Crone and Randall Gritchick. Two hitters. Dude. Yes. They go from the Rockies to the Halos. Um Randall Gritchick has been awesome this season. Mm-hmm. Uh flat out awesome. Um and so has CJ Crone that we knew the Halos. They said we weren't selling Otani. Bong. Now they've gone out and they've got your guy, Lucas Giolito. By the way, they traded for Eddie Escobar and Malibu Mike uh, before all of this. Uh, Randall Gritchick has an 861 OPS this year. Yo. Um, and CJ Crone has been like <laughs> an established power hitter in this league now. I kind of going back to 2014, depending how you butter knife it, that the Halos, you know, big Doyle Brunson pod today, the chips are in. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, so first of all, I didn't know Randall Gritchick was like on a deal like he's on. So there you go. Okay, yep. boy. Why do you call him that? Why do you call him that? Fuck Randall Gritchick again. He has no offense. He has the most home runs against the New York Yankees in the past five years, and he's been on the Rockies. For like two of those years. 
He just hits homers Torch, against your Yankees. Torch Sounds like a, a man of my ilk. When he when he was when he we, was on Toronto, he was Bonds. He was we, righty Bonds. We brought him on to talk in Yanks when he was on. That's how on much Toronto, he killed us. He was killing us, and we just needed to talk to him about it on that. Nice show. dude. <laughs> nice. We dude. I really liked him. I like that. Do you know that Ian Happ, our Ian Happ, has seven homers against Adam Wainwright or something <laughs> yeah. like that? Yeah, that's his guy. <laughs> I just saw that. Ouch. Uh, I love have. <laughs> love this move. I love the Angels are still they're doing everything they can. I mean, Taylor Ward gets hit in the face by Alex Manoa Alec Yikes. Manoa. So, you know, this move makes all the more sense. Obviously, Gritchick will probably slot into left field for him. And then Crone, I'm assuming, will just play first base right away. Has Crone at first, Mustakis uh, at third, Grichik they have penciled into center right now. Imperfect and then system, but Trout Mike Trout back, yeah. will come yeah, back until and we'll see. comes back. Moniak's yeah. been great, so Moniak is a he's been excellent. Yeah, this is look, it's it's more depth, continuing to um, make up for injuries. You know, this is all stuff that happens in July and August that you got to deal with and the angels are doing it from outside the organization which is great and trying to get better in every way possible but even them didn't what was their series this is another one of those things they yeah. uh lost they, two <laughs> or three to the blue jays they almost got swept all these teams rangers get all these players they get swept by the padres almost got swept by the blue jays the angels here they are it's really i don't mean to bring this up while we're talking about them but it's really funny to me that that, that kind of happened to all the teams that were adding it was like shit we need it made them an emphasis on them adding even more i guess i would say with the dodgers doing it then the angels then the rangers pretty funny yeah i mean it's uh i, I opened the show with it if the angels if hunter renfro doesn't get those big country arms on a ball in the 10th inning i i think we'd be laughing at the angels a little bit but one game means so much more in these two and a half weeks. It's a beautiful thing. Um, and, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens in that AL West, man, because the Angels, God, to be in that locker room right now, uh, adding guys. We kept Otani. We're playing better baseball. I, I know they lost this series, but leading up to that, that put them in position to not sell. Um, they're five games back of the Rangers, like, Everything we've said about the Rangers having this electric season and now they're buying more and how cool is it to be a Rangers fan? A bad week in the Halos are two and a half games out. Like, if this West gets full-blown messy, sign me up because haven't even mentioned the Mariners yet and they're a half game back of the Halos. Like, the AL West and the AL East this year have a chance to be some of the more special I would have to actually look into it because I don't want to speak in full hyperbole in the moment, but you might have four teams going for it in the AL West legitimately, and you might have five in the AL East. Like, that's that's tough, dude. Your Yankees are going for it now? They thought they were. You don't sit don't there like and the judge ever thought if they you weren't. need to win games. Oh. What are we doing there, people? Trev, do not, man. You just got back from the IL. You're going to sit him again? Trev, be careful. What's going on bro. Here, bro? Should I interview Boone tomorrow? <laughs> don't, don't let the tiger out of the cage, man. <laughs> I uh, I just put him in. Like he uh, 
<laughs> he was out last night, and I, uh, I don't know. Um, hey, I hope uh, we've been asking and begging the Rockies to trade, and they did, so I guess good job, Rockies. Um, We've got a couple guys they could. Yeah, I mean, Profar is out there. I know uh, Justin Diaz. Lawrence, there were some rumors there. Diaz. Um, I like uh, I like Grichik and Crone. Both were drafted by the Angels. That's nice. Reunion deadline continues. Grichik was taking one spot ahead of Trout. Is that right? Yeah, Did they I had both those picks. That's, that's not important. 24-25. Know what I think the other fun fact is? I think Grichuk and Kelsey Winger went to high school together. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Um, and then Kelsey was calling the game, so she says bye to Randall Grichuk. Um, oh, so wait. The the Rockies have given everyone to the Angels. Yeah. Malibu Mike, yeah. Grichuk, yeah. Crone, just three hot boys going over to the Angels, huh? Hey, man. I... um. It's one of those things that I don't want to over-speculate on, but Jordan Hicks going to Toronto, they also just traded for Henesis Cabrera. Um, and I think I'm saying that right, or I just sounded really yeah, douchey. That, was, that one's a little fake news because he was DFA'd and they kind of just but, claimed him. But, but yes, still, and like, they've linked up before. Th- these teams, I don't know. Like, having a good relationship, GM to GM, you know, as a kid who grew up playing fantasy baseball... You have <laughs> clip it. Um, I don't know. I, I think you have the people you trade with, and think about how obnoxious we get about teams not trading. That if the Rockies, so you, so you think there's some like GMs out there like oh, we don't we don't f with this dude. Yes, like, I don't. I don't vibe with this guy, so I'm never trading with him. A thousand percent. That's a bad. Uh, honestly, and there's guys if that you're are just, telling it's me never that that happens, between the two of them. If that happens truly between general managers, I think it's hilarious. And I think that the whole <laughs> fucking Ivy League, it's all about numbers and analytics is a facade then. Because if you can't look past someone's right. re- your relationship with someone to do business with them, you shouldn't be doing business, bro. Well, I think it, it could be that. And I think that's a little dramatic. But I think it could more so be like there's a GM that just always asks for way too much. And you're like, I'm not even bothering with this dude. Like this. Oh, is, like that guy in the fantasy yes, league. Like yes. every time I've negotiated with him, it's been non-starters and. Oh, dude, I not taking Darren Waller for Kelsey. Like, stop offering that. I like Darren Waller a lot. He what else you throwing in though, player? What else you he throwing might be in? Nasty. Uh, hey, people have said that I now look like Travis Kelsey. He's hot, yeah. good looking dude. Good and looking Devin dude. Booker, I, I've been getting that a lot lately. Ooh. There's like a picture of him on. Uh, Interesting. Like hanging with Michael huh. Jordan, yeah. And the side pro is pretty good. Okay. okay, okay. I need like I I like that, but these guys are like younger and like I need to like up my shit. A little yeah, bit. I'm on vacation gotta... right now, so like I got like sunlines. Like I'm getting beat up here. Scruff going. Like we need to get you to the point that they think it's cool that you look like them. Right now, it's well, cool for you. That you look like them. They need it to be cool. Like they need to start saying that to people tell them they look like. like. Ask I need, me if I trade lives with them. Like I need. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. You wouldn't. You Sorry, love your family. I wouldn't. I would not. You love your family. You're the best family man in the game. 
I am. Thank you. Um, wait till they see what we do. People don't even know what we're doing Tuesday and Wednesday. You wouldn't want to get I, one. Actually, I don't even know what we're doing Tuesday and Wednesday, but I think after that. One day in D-Book's body and just be as nice as anyone from the planet from three. Oh, you'd like to try it out, but well, I mean, don't you think he'd like to get in the box and know what it's like to go second deck at Yankee Stadium? <laughs> I had right? a joke run through my head that I'm not going to say, but yes, I think he would like that. I bet Devin Booker could go second deck at Yankee Stadium. We don't think Kendall oh. Jenner ever looked at me. I know Kendall Jenner's looked at you. I was, I was like a runner, and I was just running through the hood, and these girls were driving. I miss your oh, running dang. times. What happened? Runner trap. I didn't like it, man. You used I, lost to f- my, I, I literally ran my ass off. I you didn't like it. You used to FaceTime <laughs> and you used to run, and now you don't do either. What? <laughs> you um, get back in the gym, tell you that much. Fitbod. Fitbod. I think, uh, I guess closing thoughts, Trev. Yeah, I guess we should lay this out for the people. We, we have a cool thing going on tomorrow. Um, we think, knock on wood, that's going to tee us up to be live on YouTube for the trade deadline. Um, Ooh, we're going live? I think, think so. so. That's what Other, we did last year. Otherwise, yeah. it'll be... I've been live in forever. Worst yeah. case, it'll be <laughs> it'll be like an episode that comes out very shortly after. But yeah. Prob- I, ideally, we're live. So, I, I knock on wood, I, I hope we're live. Pro- Deadline's at 6. Hopefully, we're live at like 4.30 or something like that. Five we'll see what's going on. We'll we're see. wrestling a lot. Uh, we're going to do our best. Uh, Jimmy's I, talked about what the, the thing is on stuff before. Trev, so. I, I, you know, I unfortunately do like to give you kudos when I think it's deserved. Um, you recently, and I, you weren't saying this just to do it because that's not who you are. Um, you thought this deadline was going to be juicy, and it's already been juicier than, like, the bare minimum. Like, we didn't think Max Scherzer. Like, there there was nothing that said that had to happen. That's already happened, and we haven't even, we haven't even come up to deadline Crunch day time. yet. And I think it goes both ways. I, I think that was a compliment. I'm not sure, but thanks it if was. it was. Uh, appreciate that uh it could go both ways like juicy doesn't mean that everyone gets traded like juicy to me is the cubs deciding to keep bellinger and stroman juicy to me is the padres getting hot and being like you know what we'll keep smelling hater like that's juicy to me i i hope i hope that snell and hater are still there i want to see the padres go for where where are they at did you sweep the rangers they're still back i have the standings up right here hold on Mm. So wild card, they are five games. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, man. I think they're closer every time I look at the standings. They're not. <laughs> yeah, man. Five games back in the wild card, and they are eight games back of the division. Maybe they should trade <laughs> these guys. Oh my goodness, dude. Hey, man. You uh, you wondered if I was complimenting you, and then you put on that display. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to think about that, man. Where are the Cubs at? Four games back of the division. Love that for them. In the wild card, they are three and a half. Let's talk a little ball. Ball talk is brought to you by Blue Moon. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, you could go check it out on Talking Yanks last night. Uh. Poppy Gordo had himself a nice little Sunday. I, I said, you know what? The Yankees are playing a night, a night game. I'm going to have a nice New York City Italian meal. Um, I met up with a couple fellas. Uh, I had a little, uh, it wasn't penny a la vodka, uh, but it was a nice vodka sauce, a little sausage in there. 
Um, and I had a blue moon, and it was delightful. And then I got ready for the Yankees, and then they went down 7 nothing in the first inning. So you know what I did, Trevor? Break more blue moons. I had another blue moon. Um, yeah. And you can enjoy blue moon at your home. Get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Find out your blue moon delivery options. Get it right to your front door. What is better than that? Maybe the Valencia orange peel. Check Or the coriander. Oh, <laughs> click the link in the description. Get yourself some Blue Moon. Blue Moon in baseball. It was literally brewed in a baseball stadium, people. Get yourself a Blue Moon. Um, Trev, you, you kind of hopped into it, and you hit a couple of the keynotes there. Uh, Padres have found themselves on a little bit of a heater. Um like you said, when you check out actual wild card standings, it's still you're playing with you're playing with fire. Like if if you accidentally drop a couple games, you're gonna put yourself in a bad position. Uh, I think the two storyline teams, and let me know if I, I guess if there's the Angels, but we've already talked about them. Um, I think I think the Padres are a storyline because it seems like they have somewhat played. At least they've played themselves mentally into we're not selling. And the Chicago well, Cubbies, maybe, maybe, maybe we don't know that with them. The Padres are still an enigma. Like we, it's true. Yes, they just swept the Rangers, but again, they have a front office and they have the standings as well. <laughs> right? <laughs> They're looking at these standings, being like, man, we got to jump a bunch of teams. We really got to get hot. The teams that we have to jump are very good. They're already making moves. It's they're a team that you hope they don't. I, I want them to go for it as I think like they're a team that could get on a run and, and do things and, and be special. Like Musgrove, I think, has had nine quality starts in a row. Like they we know what Snell's done. Uh, Gary Sanchez is like the best to ever do it again. Mm. Gotta love that for Gary. All he needed was a little freaking authentic Mexican street tacos, bro. Get him Ooh. that. And maybe a breakfast burrito. Poppy. San Diego's got great Mexican food. Sheesh. Yeah. Miss that. Miss California. Um they, they could sell. We could to, today. We could be talking about this right now. This episode comes out, then all of a sudden, bam, Josh Hader's gone. Josh or Blake Snell traded along with Gary Sanchez. I, I don't it's they have a decision to make and they have to make it quickly. Now I don't know if it's a viable option for them to stand pat. I think mm. they just lost. Well, they were saying that Hassan Kim's day to day, but I don't know if you yeah. saw the collision at home. Not a collision, but he fucked his shoulder up, sliding into home. That would be a big blow to them. I, standing pat to me doesn't make sense, right? Like you either have to add or you have to sell. I don't know where you're at with that. Hmm. I don't know, man. Because the other team I mentioned, the Chicago Cubs, like. The the vibes are as high as they come right now. They've been winning a ton of baseball games. If the Cubs lose tonight and the Padres win tonight, they're separated by a half game. So, like, <laughs> you know, the, the energies feel different. Um, if I'm the Padres, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I hate <laughs> – I, I don't do this to be sports talk show. If I'm the Padres, I think I am standing pat. <laughs> like, I – uh. I don't know if if the dudes in the clubhouse can't do it. And there's a lot to like, man. They've got a plus 63 run differential. Mm -hmm. That's that's better than Milwaukee, Miami, San Francisco. Those are your three wild card teams right now. Like, 
I, I think there's a lot in San Diego that I, I guess my final answer would be, and this is me being, you know, I'm such an alpha, you can't sell. Like, I just, everything we talked about with prospect capital, like, nothing's guaranteed with prospects. To be where the Padres are right now, and unless it's like a mega deal, like, if you're trading Soto and Hayter and Snell and you're, like, filling the farm and, like, hey, this sucked because that's what I just complimented the Mets for. Like, they paid to get Ronald Acuna Jr.'s little brother. Like, if you're actually, if you're replenishing the whole farm, you better go that route. Because if you're not, then screw it. Like, let's go. Let's ride. Let's make a memory. And, uh... Good on the Padres for doing just enough to be in that position, but <laughs> I don't know, dude. They have a bad series and it's almost over. Yeah, but I don't I'm not saying you have to go get like give up your farm system, your prospect capital, whatever. You don't have to make a big splash, but like have you looked at their bench? Like, do you know who's on their bench? Like you won't. Even if you go look, I mean, there are some guys there. I mean, you know Matt Carpenter, but there's some other guys who I, I think if you were to add and you're the Padres, it would be something like that. Other teams are kind of already going after these fringe-type players. Like, honestly, like a, a Nicky Lopez, like guy like that to have as an insurance debt piece on your bench would be really nice for the Padres, but he's he's with the Braves now, a team that understands the importance of that. You know, like I said, if Hassan Kim is down for an extended period of time or or, you know, somebody else in that infield goes down, like what they have to replace – in my opinion, and, and and I think Padres fans will agree with me here, is they don't that's not enough to climb like they have to climb. Like you need somebody that can fill in that's either on par or could possibly even give you a lift. Um, I don't know if they have that on the bench right now. Hey, I don't I don't know if we turn it into an actual draft or something, but man, oh man, if there is an if there is a maybe the team in baseball that rival teams would say I don't want to see in the playoffs, I think it's the San Diego Padres. They're first in starting pitcher ERA. Yep. And go look at the top of that lineup. You think you want to see that in a three-game set? You're out of your mind. So if this, if this team finds the sauce, it changes the chemistry of the National League and the whole season. Maybe a big they could do stuff around the edges, man. It would just make them so much better. But again, like we just talked about, they need to do stuff on the edges, but they're like on the edge of... <laughs> they are already you on really the edge. really even come back from where you're at. It's, it's, they have to go on a run. Everyone has to stay healthy. And dang, I wish they would just improve some of the bench stuff. And even, I don't know, some sort of depth starter that you need. Trev, you're not wrong, man. I, I, Jack Flaherty added to the freaking oh, Polaroid don't, gang. Don't in that don't. clubhouse. Him and Honeywell back at oh. it. Um, <laughs> Trev, you're. Why? Why would Honeywell and Jack Flaherty be linked together? I don't know. I, <laughs> Honeywell, my friends. Honeywell's name makes me laugh. Yeah, you know, you know Honeywell. Um. Let me ask you this: For I the like, rest of this episode, we're not we're, we're not burning. We're not going through series. I don't think so. I don't. So think all that so. prep work I did to talk about these series just gone. Yeah. It's right here, though. I'll I'll let you burn. You want to burn? No, you're the burner. If um, you're not going to burn, it's fine. We could we could talk a little bit about some 
teams, I guess we could say, unless you just want to get to the second half of the show. Trev, we we make I mean we make some jokes. Malibu Mike, Eddie Escobar, those guys in Padre uniform right now would be massive. Exactly, exactly. Those are the type of moves I'm talking about with the Padres. Um, Reds are interesting. The Reds have kind of like, I mean, they went, they took two or three from the Dodgers. Um, hmm. Had some really good uh, games happen there. And you look around their infield, I was just checking it out. McLean's playing. India to the now. IL. Yeah, and McLean's playing second. Um, Ellie's at short. They have. Uh, Incarnacion Strand at third and Steer at first, right? Or if I have, I might have those mixed up. But uh, a very athletic yeah. team in that infield for them, dude. And and now they're back on top of the Central after they um, get two or three from the Dodgers. And then there was a big series for the Brew Crew, who got swept by the Braves, and the the Brewers hit. For the Brewers, I mean, how many runs did they score? 18 runs? They scored 18 runs in the three games, seven, five, six. Typically, if the Brewers score more than four runs, they're going to win the game. But the problem is, who are you facing? The freaking Atlanta Braves, who are just sickos, bro. Yeah. They're the best team in baseball. There's there's no doubt about it, man. And, you know, look at the guys. Like, from game one, I know it's 10 to 7, uh, but the next game they put up 11. Stan, we have Stan, uh, the star performers on our sheet here. It's Marcelo Zuna, it's Matt Olson, Ronald Acuna Jr., Eddie Rosario, and Austin Riley. When you're able to put five dudes in that who have had multiple hits, you just know. I mean, this offense is just ridiculous, dude. It's ridiculous. So the Braves are are just they're the most sure bet in baseball right now, and and I don't even think it's close. Like, is there another team on there on that tier right now? No, I mean Tampa was for a little bit. Texas was for a little Tampa's bit. Tampa's had a horrible July. But, but Texas' not. starting pitching has been really bad since they're like not. June first, which they obviously they're just trying to figure out. Um, Teams can join them at the party. Houston, I, I know you know some people probably don't want to hear it, but Jordan yeah, and they're Altuve really good. Are back. Like they can get to Braves level, but right now they're dude. I mean, like Marcella Zuna in the bottom half of that lineup. But, the teams that are struggling, like where would he hit with the Brewers? Third? And and they just throw him on the bottom half and they say, hey, if you give us a day, we'll take it. Like they're, they're a sicko org and I still think they're going to do something at this deadline because they're starting pitching to be had and right now their rotation is listed as Morton, Strider, Chirinos, and Elder. So like I, I think the Braves are very much in play for a starting pitcher. Matt Olson, well, Free just has a just had a rehab start. Um, I think it's fine. I think he's coming back. Like next, he just finished Good. his rehab. Matt Olson, thirty-five homers, eighty-eight ribbies. Hey, six-six game in the eighth on Sunday. Oh man, the Brewers got a chance. No, I'll hit a two-run homer. We'll win eight to six. Last thirty-five games, he's hitting three twenty with a one dot one. Uh, every seven point nine at bats, he hits a homer. So I don't know if I've other, talked about every it other this, game this show, but I like Matt Olson. Yeah. Does he just not look like how a first baseman's supposed to look? He's 
as far as how handsome he is? Just like the lefty swing and like the stature. Just everything he's about is like tall, limber, flexible. If the aliens came down and got together with Chat GPT and they made a first baseman, it would be Matt Olson. <laughs> I don't like that reference at all. Don't like it. Where are you at with the alien know. stuff? You want to do that quick or no? Uh, it's clear that we and we've known for a long time that right. chances are we're not alone in this universe yeah. because it's um, infinite and there every single star you see in the sky has the potential to have life around it. So that's fun to think about. Yeah. And we can only see a fraction of stars. So clearly, I think we're not alone, but then for them to be here and us capture bodies out of UFOs that aren't human, that that yeah. was said in Congress, and we just kind of forgot about it because show hit a few homers? What are we doing? <laughs> hey, it's cool that there's aliens here, I guess, but look at what Shohei's doing. Found Or, one. I don't know, we could just go off on this whole thing. I, I don't want to talk about it right now, though. We'd love to see a pick. Another th- uh, Giants, Giants, Red Sox, the big series. Yeah. And one, um, one final thing about Matt Olson. Um, if people think I'm being a little dramatic, the the reasons why I'm really into Matt Olson, he has led. He has bold on his baseball reference three times coming into this season. He's led the league in games played. One sixty two, sixty in the twenty twenty season. One sixty two last year. And now he's got three bolds on his page this season. Home runs, RBI, and slugging. That's mm. all I'm looking for, man. Does that put a little lead in your pencil? It does more than that. Hey, hey um, who's, who's climbing the rooftop this time of night? Get out of my daughter's bedroom. Um, oh, what, the- what were you saying about Giants, Red Sox? You, you need to have some kids. You need to have some kids. Will I stop those jokes? Probably, right? Yeah, you will. Yeah. I also think it's weird when people are like, oh, man, my daughter's going to be a problem. Like, <laughs> you, like why would you say it's that about your daughter? Hey, dude? if I'm being honest, like, I'm probably going to be that guy. Like, my daughter is going to be that. a problem, dude. Don't just say, like, my daughter's pretty or, like, she's it's a, be- have a beautiful little girl. You don't say, like, oh, man. All these guys are going to want to hook up with my daughter. That's weird. You don't say that. That's, That's what you're implying. It is a little bit. It's a little bit. So don't say that if you're a dad. Do you ever I climb? have like a dad show. Do you I ever swear. climb through a girl's window? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's quite the rush. Climb through a guy's Anyways. window too once. We got into a fist fight. Um, okay. What do you want to talk yes. about? Giant socks? I mean, these are a series that I think are important to at least go over a little bit. Gabe Kapler. Uh, you know, the, the Giants are fighting to stay in, you know, the wild card. Uh, right now, they are they have a one-game lead on Milwaukee and Miami in the National League wild card. And, you know, like, this is a series they could have been swept. Yeah. But you got J.D. Davis, first pitch homer against Kenley, uh, which is awesome. You have... Um, Extras, I think, is when is when Jock hit his walk off. That was like in the eleventh inning. The tenth inning was, you know, you pitch around some stuff. Zero zero in those two innings or those half innings for those teams. Then uh, Jock gets it done. I think Boston really 
has been going as of late. Where are they at in the wild card? So I got to look that. Boston is two and a half back of Toronto. Two and a half back. They're playing a lot better ball. We talked about them quite a bit, I think, on last show. Um, what are they going to do? Are, are, are the Giants seem to be like they're going to stand pat. Could they add all these things? Like, there's so many teams that are so dang close, and there's only so many people to trade for. So some of these teams aren't going to make trades. They're not going to be willing to give what these teams want. And um, sometimes that could be good for a clubhouse when you're just like, hey, man, we got the guys that we need and this is all like, fuck it. Um, but those two teams, I mean, it was a really hard fought series out there. Uh, and, and two in a crucial, I guess my point is in this crucial time period, right before the trade deadline, like a really good series taking place that really does kind of like, you know, like if the, if the um, Giants or whoever or the Red Sox got swept, like it kind of changes the plans. You know, two out of three for the Giants is great. You know, going on a West Coast swing, taking the first game and then losing the next two, you know, that's kind of tough for the Red Sox. But they're in a good position. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what these two teams are doing. And we have to mention Tristan Costas again. I believe he's Oof. hit a homer in like seven homers in 12 days or something like that. that I like his swing a lot, dude. It looks like a more controlled Joey Gallo swing. Yeah, and he's six seven, dude. He's a, yeah, he's a massive. Yeah. He looks human. like Joey Gallo with bat control, with painted nails. Like he's a he has painted nails. He's a dude. Really? He's like a new age guy. I yeah. Like Dallas posted a good side by side of him and Otani's swings. At like, oh, hmm. I see the I comp. See I see the comp. I don't um, know if I'm in on painted nails. No offense, if you do your, paint your nails, I think right. Drake paints his nails, and you're in on him. Well, I think rappers can do a lot of things that like normal people can't do. But here I'm wearing a like a tie-dye pink shirt. So what am I supposed Who cares? Do what you want. Can I tell you something that's sneaky cool? The fact that Drake is walking out to his concert with I mean, baseball players and athletes in general. Like the fact that he's kind of a sports loser is kind of cool. Yeah. He like I think he knows lot- sports and he knows the internet really well. Yeah. Like he like he like gets involved in like kind of in like all good ways, rare flops. I think, yeah, I think definitely into sports. Uh, I went to the Morgan Wallen show and he introduced his band and they had like the Chicago Bulls like opening song go on Ooh. as they were being introduced. So that was interesting. But yeah, he's super into baseball as well. I like it. Dude, all musicians want to be athletes and all athletes want to be musicians. That's just like it goes hand in hand. It really does. Uh, I I think the the other biggest thing that I want to scratch, uh, well, A, I, I don't know if you could see it. I got a little heated because um, I, I think an important note to San Francisco and Boston is just momentum. Like with this whole trade deadline and everything that's going on, like, you know, that, that final extra innings game, you know, one one team is going to walk away with their tail between their legs a little bit, um, and it ends up being Boston on that night, and they'll go to Seattle and play three big games for those two teams. Um, <laughs> and the other thing where I got mad about momentum is not playing Aaron Judge when uh, you need anything, and he is your team, and what are we doing? The team that I want to talk about that I mentioned in passing before is the Chicago Cubbies, who 
uh, a la the Padres, fought off selling rumors. They've come out. They said Cody will not be traded for. Stroman will not be traded for. There's a lot to like about this team. I think talking baseball fans have heard me do a dance with this team because the run differential has been good. Their starting pitching has been good. Their hitting has been good. Like There's a lot to like about this team. Uh, they just reeled off, what was it, seven in a row, eight in a row? Um they lose the final game to St. Louis, but they win three out of four after winning eight in a row. Um, and the Cubs are now going to be either standing pat or buying. I, I don't know, but I'm happy for the city of Chicago because all you want is hope. Uh, I don't know what if it means because I'm, I'm not bought into this Cubs team yet. Well, this was a hell of a series. Like Starts with like the Ian Happ stuff. Did we, did we talk about that on Friday or did we not? We we brushed it. We didn't really, because um, we were covering the trades. But yeah, that was a hot start. Yeah, hot start. Ian Happ. Yeah, hits uh, Wilson Contreras in the head. He has to leave the game. Michaelis says, "Hey, um, I don't like that. I'm going to defend my <laughs> pitcher's catcher's honor by throwing at you. I'm going to miss the first time though, and then I'm going to throw at you again and act like it wasn't on purpose. And it's like, man, come on with that, like." Every and it's funny because I kind of want to get into this a little bit. Okay. I talked about it with Chris Rose, but um, they have the Cardinals have a former pitcher named Brad Thompson that's on their broadcast crew, and he was defending it, saying the players got to police their game themselves, and this is he did it the right way. It's like, well, no, he didn't because you don't get two chances, bro. <laughs> if this is something that you're adamant about that you got to police the game, you get one chance to send your message. That's it. You don't get two chances. That's that's the game, okay? And number two, why is it always the pitchers that say, we got to police the game? You don't got to step in the fucking batter's box, bro. You get to hold the weapon and then choose who polices the game? Get out of here with that. Don't police me. Let me do what I want to do. If you want to police me, you know what you can do? Manu mano. If, if you really want to police the game right. and you're a big, bad, tough guy, then put the like put the ball down on the ground. Put your glove down on the ground. Walk up to a guy and say, "Let's." I'm going to police the game. But you, but for you to take a ball and say, "I'm going to police you," because your back your back swings too long. I'm going to police you. But the policing is you just throwing the ball at me, and there's zero repercussions for you because you don't have to get in the box. I'm over it. I'm over it, bro. Because you know what that's going to lead to? So, yeah, you're going to hit somebody. Great. And then you you might get ejected, and that might be the only thing that happens to you. But then guess what's going to happen? A position player on your team is going to get hit. And and we're good with that? If you're, if, if you're such a tough guy that you need to police, why don't you get in the box and then let the other pitcher hit you? No one would ever sign up for that. And the policing would probably be gone if that was the way things worked. But it's not the way things work. So pitchers want to get on their high horse, say, oh, we got to police the game ourselves. Get out of here. Get out of here, bro. Trying to hit me with the ball. I didn't even fucking do anything. Shia LaBeouf standing gift. Um. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, it makes me mad, man, because I've been hit on purpose and cost me a lot of money and I didn't even do anything. So that's the consequence, bro. Like, you think you're being tough, and you think you're, like, being this important part of baseball. You're not. You're, it's, a, it's foolish. It's, it's a lot of things I want to say, but I'm not going to. 
Trev, there's a couple great points there. Uh, one, funny guy Jake, um, you know, there's some parallels you could make from that statement to society in the police. I'm not willing to go there, and I don't want to go there. Yeah, I don't go there. I think, I think there's some funny jokes that could have been made there. Uh, two, you, the number one thing you hit on the head there, boy, oh boy, I'm picturing Max Scherzer putting his glove in the ball down on the mound <laughs> and saying like, hey, it's time to dance. If a pitcher did that to a hitter, yeah, that he, would be the coolest thing it. in the world. I respect it, bro. <laughs> you know what a hitter would probably do? Like, no, I don't want to fight. Yeah, what? I'm good. <laughs> not really. I'm not really. <laughs> Just, please don't hit me with that baseball. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's an unfair one-way policing. <laughs> it <laughs> like, really is. Like what are hitters supposed to do if you ground out to short? Just spear the pitcher. There's really <laughs> <laughs> throw your bat at the pitcher. Um, <laughs> That's happened. I, I know, and I don't know how we ended up here, but I'm happy for Cubs fans. How about Mike <laughs> fucking Talkman? Mm. Yes, I mean to win the game. To win the game, that shit awesome. is nuts, dude. That Trevor Plouffe rant was brought to you by Shady Rays. Uh, go get yourself a pair of Shady Rays. I've been wearing mine all episode. I wore them all day yesterday. I'm wearing them all day today. You look I, great. I wear them all day, uh, and it's. The biggest flex I've ever had in my life because people are like, oh, what sunglasses are those? Uh, they're <laughs> they're mine. Uh, you know, if you want that Jake Storielli signature by your ear hole, you can get it at Shady Rays. And with their lost and broken replacement guarantee, your Shady Rays pair lasts forever. So go get yourself a couple pairs because with code TALKING, you'll get 50% off Two-plus pairs of premium polarized sunglasses. There's a link in the description. Uh, Shady Rays, we're in the hearth of summer. Um, Trev, you mentioned how you like when Olivia likes you, like thinks you're cool. Yeah. Um, Jessica was so excited to bring my sunglasses down to her family trip to Key West slash to visit Tyler Glass now. Um, and that was a nice moment for me. So... Uh, thank you, Shady Rays. Nice. Thank you, Tyler Glass. Now, thanks, Shady Rays. Um, you want to do the second half of the show? Like, where where are you at, Pop? I know we got to get you to Chris Rose. I'm just looking to make sure we didn't kind of go over any that I wanted to talk about. Uh, Mariners, I think, took two or three from Arizona. Arizona's in a tailspin. Yeah, they had a man. really bad July. I'm about to see them with my twins, who I'm going to give a what is you doing, baby, mm. to. What is you doing? Yes. Baby. Twins. Five. L5. You're a half game up, right? I L5? Believe. They got swept L5. by the Royals? The Royals. Yes. I'm going to be talking about Bobby Witt Jr. in a little bit. Shoot. But to the Royals. They just got swept by the Yankees. Cleveland's a half game back, bro. Like twins, like we got to do something here. Like this is like they're a team. It's like, man, we need, we need a right-handed bat bad. We need like, we got a surplus of left-handed outfielders. Like let's make a, let's make a play here. Let's do something. The back of the bullpen has been hurt. Uh, They need some reinforcements there. It's, Decision time for them, man. I'm I'm gonna be seeing them in a couple of days as I'm traveling to Minnesota after this. But uh, you can't get swept by the Royals, bro. You can't. 
Man, after um, but they did. CJ Crone and Randall Grichuk would have looked pretty good in those Twins unis, Trev. <laughs> Something, Poppy. <laughs> Something got to happen, man. Because you, you you got it. The division's right there for you, man. You just got to score some runs. You just got to go out there and do it. You know, you gotta. You can't be giving up late leads like this. Like it's. The starting pitching has been too good. Trev, you now, can... I, I know Bailey Ober got hit around a little bit. And... You can give up late leads when you have a standout oh, performance, performance like so... you do. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna change mine up. Okay, hot route. I'm going to talk about him later in okay. the show. Okay. Um, so we're not going to talk about my guy, even though he had a couple of different days you could talk about i'm gonna go with jose abreu who went uh three for three with a homer okay and three ribbies on saturday that's the day i've been even going to that series no that was Rays houston yeah so that was the game that the that houston just freaking went off and they scored uh 17 runs but it's good to have uh jose abreu like if he's doing what he needs to do that. I mean, how big is that for the Houston Astros to get him going? Oh shit. I had his page up. Oh, shit. so I wanted, I wanted to give it to him. Like, I think he's been trending in the right direction. If I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to get up his, uh, his splits here. Uh, but a big day for them and a big, uh, win for them because the Rays took the other two games and they're in that heated race with the Rangers. Hmm. So go Jose Abreu, three for three, the homer. Nice. Dude, if he clicks in and Jordan is back and Altuve is Last, back. Okay, I knew I knew it was I knew it was something. Last 14 days, 809 OPS. Uh last seven days, 971. Scary. Scary for teams if he gets going. Man. Yeah. Houston. We'll see what else happens at the de- trade deadline, and there's obviously two months of baseball. But, Trev, I was answering honestly, like the team you believe in in the AL, right now I would take Houston. Um, and I know they necessarily... The Orioles are tough, too. I know but... they necessarily haven't shown that on paper, but I guess I am factoring in Jordan and Altuve. And if Jose Abreu is Jose Abreu, my goodness. Like... Okay. If they get Justin Verlander. Might as well. Go do it. Grab Pete Alonzo on the way, too. Um, I think I'm going to go a little off the map with my standout, Trev. Per usual, there's a ton of guys. You know, you, you mentioned everyone on the Braves. <laughs> they they could have yeah. been a standout performer. Uh, you know how much I love Christopher Morrell. Gary uh, Sanchez, are you kidding me? I'm going to go Josh Palacios. Uh, yeah, you are. Of your Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, playoff P gets called up um, on the 28th, uh, recalled from the minors. And on Sunday the 30th, he goes three for five with a walk-off homer. And Trev, you want the icing on the cake? It was his birthday. So Love that. Some things are bigger than sports. Uh Josh Palacios gets called up. Hey, you're back in the show. How's your three-hit day? How's your walk-off? And happy birthday, big guy. 
Uh, that's pretty. That. That's pretty nice. And we love I'm the Palacios it. Bros. I one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's a great day. Uh, there's always a little extra juice on your birthday when you're playing on your birthday. You feel it. It's like something special is going to happen. It's that confidence you have for no reason. Who's the, uh, isn't there a birthday like Homer guy in the majors? Is it Harper? Like someone Homer's on their birthday. Um, I've hit a, I've hit a few, but not like something oops. that you'd say, Hey, you're the birthday Homer guy. I think I have like two or three, maybe, maybe, maybe four. If it's four, Trev, you're the birthday Homer guy. Maybe two. I was always a Jackie Robinson Day guy. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Jackie Robinson Day. Yeah, I love that 42. You love the greats. Um, Speaking of greats, Trev. Oh, boy. I haven't even gotten here yet. But it looks like some guys were pretty uh, pretty fuego. Is there anybody else we want to talk about here? A little bit like Grayson Rodriguez. Shout out. Zach Wheeler, <laughs> been the most reliable starting pitcher for the Phillies. Hot. Braxton Garrett, hot. Luis Castillo, hot. All right, let's get into it. They're all hot, and so are these guys. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Wow. Wow, oh, wow. And fuego for the series. Marcelo Zuna, how about him? Mm. Atlanta's DH, 6 for 11. Two doubles, four homers in those six hits. Six RBIs, seven runs for a 2.4 OPS Mm. in the three-game set against Milwaukee. That's what you want. Yeah, somebody, I'll skip this guy because I'm talking about him soon. Uh, and then, hey, my pen keeps falling. Milwaukee's catcher, not Wilson Contreras, but William Contreras. Six for 14, three doubles, a homer, five ribbies in the series against ATL. He has a 1.2 F4 in the month of July, mm. second amongst all catchers in the big leagues behind big bro. his brother Wilson. Yeah. Who is out because Ian Happ has a long backswing. It's okay. Police the game. Uh, Don't police me. Uh, One week. The game's from July 24th through July 30th. How about the Lau? Brandon Lau from Tampa Bay. Nine for 19. Three homers, seven RBIs, five runs. A hit by pitch stolen base for a 1.4. Lars Newtbar, outfitter for the St. Louis Cardinals. They're selling. Nine for 18. Two, uh, a double, three homers, six RBI, six runs, seven walks. Mm. Gotta love that. Hunter Renfro, fuck, I love this guy. Angels outfielder, 11 for 23, three doubles, two homers, five ribbies. His two run homer in the 10th inning of Sunday's game was the Angels' first hit with a runner in scoring position in this series. I had that stat up and I didn't even mention it. Mm. They were hitless with runners in scoring position until that. They've been oh. For 27, but then Hunter Renfro says, I got it, big daddy. So they I'm were from getting, Mississippi. My name's no not even hit. Hunter. What is it again? Excuse Dustin. Me. Dustin Hunter Renfro. Dusty Renfro. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For the two weeks and some pretty Renfro fun once. ones here, guys. 717 through 730. Justin Verlander. Heard of him? Yeah. Three games started. 3-0, and 19 and a third innings pitch, 10 hits, two earned runs, six walks, 18 Ks. That's a .93 ERA. Uh, he became the 49th player to reach 250 wins, so snaps uh-huh. for him. And the first pitcher to do it since CC Sabathia, mm. my friend of the New York Yankees, did it on June 19, 2019. He's 4-1 and one with a 1-6-9. Nice. 
ERA in six starts this month. So JV is going off Ooh, right now. This next How about name. another St. Louis what? starter? Steven Matz. Three game starties, 2-0, 17 innings pitched, 12 hits, one earned run, 14 Ks for a .53. Is he going to be on the move? We'll see. And you know I love my utility infielders. John Birdie. Heard of him? Miami Marlins. Check him out. He went 16 for 33 in these two weeks, 485 average, three doubles, a triple, two RBIs, eight runs, two walks, three stolen bases for a 1.1 OPS. His 485 average is the highest average over the last two weeks in Major League Baseball, taking a little page out of Luis Urias' book. And that, my friends, is Susan Fuego. How about Steven Matz? He'd been... He gone. Man, if someone's willing to take a chance, that's an interesting one. Um, Trev, the IL, every, you know, fans of the show know it shakes me up a little bit. But yeah, I'll be right back. You got it. But this is really important because this could affect your team's deadline. I yeah. mentioned Jordan Romano went on the IL. Toronto, they went out and got Jordan Hicks. How about it? Um, Taylor Ward. Hit in the face. Yes. Angels, they go out and they trade for Gritchick. They 60 day him quick. How connected was all of that? I don't know, but it may be connected. And I mentioned Jonathan India on the way by. What what does that change for the Reds? He's on the IL. Um, AK, Alex Kirloff had been really good for Trev's twins. He's on the aisle. Oh, thank God Trev's away. Oh, no, he's back. Evan Longoria to the aisle. Yeah, I just texted him. I said, are you going to be there in Minnesota? Because I'm here with you, Pop. I hate that. Hey, how about Nathan Evaldi? You think that had a factor in them getting a Monty or Scherzer? Yep. Um, Jonah Heim to the aisle. We hate that. Di Scalfani for San Francisco. Does that put them more in play for a starting pitcher? Wow, what a funky time of the season. Um, returning from the IL, Kyle Freeland for my Rocks. That's a guy, would love to see him on a different team, not to be rude to our Rockies fans. Um, That's a little rude to your Rockies fans. It's extremely rude, That's but they might even Rockies say the fans. same thing at they this They already point. have Kelsey Winger. How yeah, much do you need? I... Uh, Know what you need, Trev? A little Jorge Polanco switch hitting in that Twins lineup. He's back. Oh, here's a guy we mentioned in passing. Aaron Judge had two really good games back. And then what? It's unreal, dude. How many times you guys strike out yesterday? 19, I believe it was a Baltimore Oriole record. (laughs) And Aaron Judge just watched from the bench. And you and Gibby. To be fair, he's a strikeout guy, but you watched. They didn't play him. Gibby's fucking giving David Cohn oh beer bongs. You watched that video, Trev? I did. It's I did. so good. Gibby saw your text and said, make sure Jake knows that like he didn't have that on his life bingo card either. <laughs> I, he was pretty stoked about it. I hate. Gibby's better at me at every aspect of life. Yeah, he's nicer than you. Like normally I can find a couple loopholes. Gibby's just got me beat. He's iron. He's iron. He's ironclad. He's airtight, bro. (laughs) Like you can't mess with Gibby because he's. You'd lose. He's himself. Like there's no secrets to Gibby. He's just a nice. 
husband and father who just happens to be six five and can twirl a little bit, bro. <laughs> could snap five. off a little cut fastball. Um, Nick Madrigal came back, made a nice play at third base for the Cubbies. I don't know if you saw that highlight, but there's a short king for you. Um, Clev's back. Does he get traded? Brandon Crawford uh, for the Giants. I mean, that guy's like the heart of the team. Avisail Garcia for the Fish. Not back yet, but read, I read one guy who's rehabbing coming back soon. Brandon Woodruff. Woody. Tell me Brewers fans aren't aren't going to think that'll matter? What are the Brewers going to do? My gosh, let's go, guys. They're adding Brandon Woodruff. Um, read they want Car- one more bat. Carlos Santana. Uh, can we do some MF and awards? Awards! Mm. Okay. In the in the Hamptons, giving out awards. Yeah, I love this place. By the way, holy yeah, you're about I'm it. coming back here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all Let's right. This one, I, I don't necessarily have a great name for it. I was trying to workshop some things. I'm going to call it the Crybaby Award. Okay. Ooh. And uh, this is this goes out to all the dads out there, mm. and maybe even to you, Jake. Mm. Uh, th- a certain thing happens when you become a parent or I'll speak from a father's standpoint specifically because that's what I know. Uh, As soon as you become a parent, there is like a sense of selflessness that comes over you. You, you immediately know now that your life is worth less than another person's life. Right. Okay. That's just, it just happens. Like you would die for someone. Like if you have a wife, like you already feel that way, most likely. Right. Uh, But when you have a kid, you definitely feel that way you're like i would give my life for this person and other things start to happen as well you know you notice yourself like this for me i I would start watching movies and if something sad happened or like something like with a family member happened whether it was like uh, a joyous moment between father and son or or daughter and father or like like a like a death in the family like in, in these movies like i started to like cry like tear up in movies. I'd never had done that. And then all of a sudden you're a father and that opens up this emotional side to you. It just happens. Okay. It just, there's something in you that changes, gives you a perspective on life, if you will, like on life mm. and death. So I saw something this weekend and it happened against my twins mm. and it happened with one of my, New best friends. Yeah. Bobby Wood Jr. He hits a walk-off grand slam against my twins. Tough to swallow because I need my twins to be winning. So, you know, I get to possibly call the game when they're clinching and I get to be down there. I want to spray champagne. I want to do that. So, like, you know, this is for me a little bit too, guys, right? He hits a walk-off grand slam against them. You know, Bobby and I have become close now as we're Instagram friends. Yes. Well, Ryan Atkinson on his Twitter brought um, his daughter to the game and he tweeted this out. And he said, All the way from Georgia to see her favorite player hit a walk up Grand Slam. It literally brought her to tears. Record be damned. How can you not be romantic about baseball? And if you're looking for this tweet, Bobby Witt Jr. has quote tweeted it with a blue heart and the videos on it are incredible uh this girl has a backwards kc hat on she's got her wit junior jersey on 
uh, like the dad said, they went all the way from Georgia to see these games and boom, he hits a walk off grand slam and she's going nuts. And then there's another video and she's literally crying, man. Like she's so happy for Bobby Witt Jr. and her Royals that she's in tears. And I just know as a dad, like I would have been bawling at a baseball game too if my daughter was invested in something like that. And then her favorite player freaking came through. So snaps to Bobby Witt, number one, for being you because, you know, you seem you seem like you get it, bro, which I like. I like guys that get it. And then snaps for Ryan, the dad, for bringing the daughter out to the ball game. And snaps for the daughter. Don't know her name. Don't need to have her name. Don't but that. she's a stud. I love this whole situation. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, number one, get on Bobby Witt for acknowledging this tweet and kind of, you know, shining a little bit of light on this special moment. Hopefully also Bobby, like send them some gear, bro. Your social yeah. team can figure it out. You got it. Uh, I just love everything about it. And I, I wanted to make, you know, that it's okay to show some emotion. And once you have a kid, you're going to really feel it. So that's my Crybaby award. Shout out all the people that were part of it. I, it's one of my favorite things about sports is it garners this type of reaction and emotion. I uh I commented on that video. That girl's got a job waiting at John Boy Media with an asterisk if she's qualified and she has a good interview and we're hiring. Um, but yeah, man, I mean I, that that passion for baseball. Um, I don't know, man. Like that, dude. That was a fucking nothing game in Kansas City. Their season's been over for two months, and the house was packed and the place went nuts. And, dude, by the way, you, you mentioned the Bobby Witt, Trey Turner, like, kind of player comp, and you, you put that seed in my head. One, I loved it. Two, I think Bobby Witt is about to go nuts, and he did the next game. Dude, that was yep. 102 on his fist, and he turned it around for a walk-off grand slam. Um, I don't know where his stock is at. I think people expected him to come out of the gates a little hotter. Um, just, you know, big-time prospect, all that. Kansas City's been bad. Uh, I think that guy's about to go. Um, and, man, that's, a, that's forever, Trev. That's forever. And I, I, don't, I don't know the fatherhood part yet, but it, <laughs> to put it in baseball terms, like, <laughs> you know, we talk about trading years on contracts. <laughs> uh, those people have, they got more years on their contract, you know. There's, uh, <laughs> theirs yeah. are more valuable. So, um, great stuff out of you. Hey, thanks. Uh, I'll, uh, I'm just going to cop out uh, and give an award to the people um, because kind of piggybacking off that, uh, sports being powerful, baseball being powerful, I think we broke the attendance record this weekend. Love that. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. I, I think it's even from five years ago, when we were kind of just getting all this off the ground and it was, yeah, we do Yankee stuff and, you know, blah, blah, blah. At, baseball was kind of embarrassing for a couple years. <laughs> like, in, in the 20 teens, it was kind of like, oh, you like baseball? Like, eh. This deadline has already been awesome, and I think it's just getting started. Attendance is up. Views are up. We have a company that was kind of piggybacked off of baseball so I want to give some love for the people that tune into this for two hours, three times a week or whatever we're doing, um, and you're going to games. The fact that Kansas City was packed for that game, that's kind of nuts, man. 
That's kind of nuts. That uh, that team has been out of it for a little bit, but it's a great baseball town. And it's cool seeing the other baseball towns kicking a gear. Baltimore's been dead for a little bit. Cincy's been dead for a little bit. Seeing these cities kicking a gear for their baseball team and seeing the rule changes helped a little bit. I think baseball's also been on an upward climb that, like, dude, baseball's in an awesome spot. Um, and I'm excited to see where we're at this time tomorrow and even, you know, a couple hours after that because I, I think... I think baseball's killing it, man. And I uh I I guess I, I thank the people for being a part of it. I liked it. I had thought about giving that as my word. I'm gonna snap wow. to you. I thought about congratulating a, a bevy of people, not just the fans themselves, but I was even gonna give Rob Manfred a little Woo! bit of a shout. Yeah, he got you that extension. Me. You know me, Jake. Look, I know you. I don't think anybody's above reproach. Like if you do some stupid shit, like you should you should be called out yeah. for it. But same token, if you do some things that are good, you you gotta. It's okay. You could say that these rule changes have been for the better, and whether it's really his doing or not, like Rob Manfred's going to get credit for this, even though like other people had to sign off on it, he's gonna get credit for it. And I think you have to give him credit. The changes have been awesome for baseball. It's made it much more enjoyable. So, I think people are noticing that. Uh, baseball rules the summer, bro. Like I love Woo! that aspect about it. Baseball rules the summer. Give that to our fucking shirts, people. Kenny. Baseball rules the summer. Oh, I do have something to talk about our shirt people with. We just put out a fire, literally a fire, Baltimore Orioles shirt it has fire on it. Mm. It says chaos on it <laughs> with some of their players, right? Yeah. Guess who it didn't have? Taryn Varvra. Or Gibby. Oh, that's... You got to have one of those two guys on there. Come on. <laughs> you need the guys. Like, G- Gibby's hair matches the I rest mean, of the shirt. Gibby should be the fucking mascot. Um, <laughs> God, I love Gibby. Hey, Trev. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Can't wait for you to put me in a headlock. Hi, T. By the way, guys, I'm on vacation doing this. I yeah. love you people. He's I different. love you people. My if- wife's in a bathing suit out here on the beach and here I am doing this because I love it. God. I love it. You know how hot my wife is. Hey, Teddy, Isla, why don't you guys run down and get some ice cream? Yeah, I would love that. (laughs) Go to the kids club. Jake sucks. Unreal. (laughs) Another thing you'll learn about your kids. Sometimes, they be blocking Get in the way. Dad's going to crack mommy's back real quick. <laughs> you can see what we got going on here. It's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy.